The Pilgrim Life is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. to Pilgrim Life Podcast, where we find the sacred in everyday life. We are your pilgrims on this journal, journey, journal, yeah, too much coffee today, journey, and my name is Deborah, the one who's had too much coffee, and with me, who's never had too much coffee, is Sandy. Hi, everyone. She's she's always actually had more, like five more cups of coffee, but she's more readily able to handle it than I am, apparently. Hey. Hey, for somebody like me, it's one of the major food groups. You know, on the Camino, coffee is one of the major food groups. <laughs> yeah, that that and croissants. Oh. Right, right. Well, it's like a cheese, chorizo, bread, coffee, and wine. And that's pretty much what you eat for a month. Maybe occasionally yes. you might have some paella and maybe some ice cream and some chocolate. But, you know, it's it's pretty pretty mundane i think the food on the camino but that's just my opinion i'm sure there are people i think it's brilliant i I think there's people out there screaming at at me right now through their phone speakers or their you know their their car speakers going no no i had great various tapas and and you know all sorts of fantastic things on the camino i have to i have to tell you my favorite thing on the camino was a tortilla española this is on the on the this is in Spain. I love that stuff. And then my favorite part was actually getting invited into people's homes. Mm-hmm. And it's like they would like invite me to eat with them or their family or something. And, you know, it's like a lot of people in, in, on the Camino in Spain, you know, they make their own wine. And it was like, oh, no, come inside, you know, come and eat with us and let us show you around, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here, have another glass of wine. My God, by the time it's like I would leave some of those homes, I was like, I think I was walking sideways, you know, and with a full stomach. And I was just like, oh, my God, can I make it to like the next time? <laughs> you know, it was I mean, seriously, it's like the food that people share with you, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are on a pilgrimage. is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the, the people that, that live along pilgrimage routes are so kind and sweet. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's you know that's also a mission is to be a hospitalero or to to welcome pilgrims. You know, even if you can't physically be on a pilgrimage, you know, a physical pilgrimage at the time, you you can definitely serve your mission as welcoming pilgrims and and taking care of them. And um, speaking of welcoming pilgrimages, so we we are going to continue um talking about a highlight of the Chimenda Sanctuary, which I had no idea was actually there. And that's just because I don't know anything about Quebec in general. Um, and I and one of the women we were walking with, who's from Montreal, she was like, oh, I can't wait to get to Cape to Madeline. And I'm like, what's this Cape to Madeline is, you know, what, what's so what's so great about this? Um, so when I booked our um, pilgrimage, because uh, yeah, when you sign up for the Chemin de Sanctuaire, you have to sign up to leave on a specific day and end on a specific day. 
And I think I just randomly said, we're going to do this day and <laughs> not much thought to it. Not, not any thought to it at all. So, um, you know, so when we got to day nine and here's the thing is like Sandy was injured at that point. Sandy had been cabbing, you know, her way across because <laughs> her, yeah, like, I think that was like, you did a cab for half, half of the day that day because it was, you were your knee was still in pain so you we, the i was in bad shape you, i really she was, was in bad shape. she was in pretty bad shape and um so we were going to three rivers which you know i'm not going to pronounce that in french because it will just make you laugh like trois rivières or whatever um and uh it's a big town and um it was so i walked there and sandy uh i can't remember if you took a ride with somebody or you cabbed there but um, it was raining that day. And um, so I, when I got to the place that we're, we were going to for lunch, I was soaking wet, like, you know, and that wasn't actually the wettest I've ever been on that trip. That was towards the end. But I, I mean, our, my feet were like prunes and I was just, I was just wet and unhappy and grumpy and just not in a, in, in a very um, like pilgrim grumpiness, misery. And, um, so I kind of grumped at Sandy a little, and then we, we had to part ways because I was way too grumpy to be around her or anybody for that matter. I was just, I was just in a bad place. Oh, no, that's okay. I mean, you know what? The coolest part about us, you know, like doing these pilgrimages and everything else is that we can get like grumpy and we can kind of get like, like goofy or like whatever. But we still remain the best of friends. Exactly. You know, and we're super, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, like, um, like in my moments of insanity, you know, you're always there to support me and be there for me and kind of bring me back to, to a center, you know? Well, that's very and nice. No, well, no, I mean, you know, it's, I, I mean it, you know, and it's just like, and then it's like, whenever you know, like I frustrate you, you know, and like you need to kind of pose like, like there's like only so much I can deal with her. You know, it's like it's very it's very cool because it's like I don't take it personally, you know, and it's like and you're able to recognize the fact that like, you know what, this is too much. You know, and it's like we protect our friendship, you know, above everything else. You know, and so I'm very honored you know, that after all of these years, you know, we're still as close as we are and we're able to share, you know, all of that. And, and it's, you're a blessing in my life. Well, thank you. That's very nice. And you're a blessing in mine. And I can, I can say with all honesty that I grumped for a good hour after I left. <laughs> and I, I grumped to the point of, of ep epic grumpiness, like um, that day. And until I stumbled to our resting place that night and I went, what is this? <laughs> and um, so um, I had inadvertently booked our pilgrimage for to coincide with the 125th anniversary of a miracle at um, the Our Lady of the Cape or Cape de Madeleine um, pilgrimage special on a supermoon night. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i remember oh. and i'm like oh. like it was like catholic 
I wouldn't call it Nirvana because that's the wrong religion, but it, it was Catholic like paradise because it was people from all, you know, busloads of pilgrims and they had, um, so we'll talk about the miracle here in a second. So they had special activities throughout the day and throughout the night and they had a special rosary, candlelight rosary procession and they had reenactments of the miracle and they had talks and they had masses and they had, it was, it was, and then you had the supermoon rising out of the St. Lawrence River right next to the Basilica. And it was, and just every single candle out in this park across the way lit and, and just glowing. And it was just, um, you know, it was just, how did it, you know, it was one of those like, thank you, God, for, for, you, you knew what was going on because I, I had no idea what I was booking when I booked it. And it was just, a delightful surprise to walk into that. And then I felt extraordinarily grumpy that I or extraordinarily guilty that I was so grumpy. <laughs> like, Oh, I, I'm a terrible person. I need to go to confession. <laughs> no. Do you, re do you remember the concert that they have, that they had at the mass? Holy cow. I was leaning, you know, like on a pillar and I, I couldn't hold the tears back. And they were not tears of like, sadness or tears of like pain they were tears of joy i mean i was just like and then like the rosary with like all of these candles these people that had come you know from all over canada and, and the united and from, states like, the united states mm -hmm. you know i mean there were people that had come from i remember meeting some people from like vermont and maine and they had like come up in the in the bus and it was, it seriously was an extraordinary, extraordinary day. Right. It was just, you know, it was a pilgrimage within a pilgrimage, which it was, it was amazing. Um, So just a quick note about the, there's two miracles that are attributed to the site. One of them is when they were building, I believe the church and um they had these, because the church was built in like, you know, the days before there were automobiles and they had to get supplies across the St. Lawrence to um, build this and they didn't know how they were going to do it. Or, And I'm probably butchering this. I should be looking this up. But um, the, apparently the river froze over miraculously and they were able to get these supplies over to build the church. That was miracle number one. Miracle number two is um, they had a statue of um, Our Lady and um they moved her and she i don't think she was all that happy about being moved and um the two gentlemen um there are three gentlemen there that um had witnessed the move and um she opened her eyes and kind of looked up to where she wanted to be and then closed her eyes again and looked and then um they moved her to that spot and she's still there this uh the statue so so they celebrated that miracle. Um, and I believe two of the three men are saints now, are Canadian saints, like the priest and uh, uh, another gentleman. And they're buried um, at a different cathedral there. Uh, but they were celebrating these, uh, the nights that Mary had basically said, hey, you, you put me in the wrong place, put me over there. And, <laughs> and uh, it was it was lovely. It was beautiful. It was a, a great experience. Um, in fact, I this is how terrible um, 
I, I am as a, to have as a friend. So I have been a devotee of this particular Our Lady of, of um, the Cape ever since then. And um, I was wanting the beautiful statue, um, a likeness of it. And I'm like, oh, I can't quite make it up to that town in Quebec. So a friend of mine on Facebook, thank you, friend, for he was going there with his wife. And I said, please, please, please. And he went and sent me a statue. So now she's in my house and I'm very, very happy. Aww. Yes. And that was just the summer. So I have a little beautiful little statue of Our Lady of the Cape. And talking, you know, talking about Our Lady, um, and this is this is a little sidetrack, but then again, you know what's new with me. Um, I my niece, who was about seven or eight years old at the time, um, she asked me, she said, Dion, she said, why do we have so many names to Our Lady? You know, it's like we have Our Lady of Guadalupe, we have Our Lady of Lourdes, you know. Um, and I said, well, sweetheart, I said, she's a girl. She needs a new outfit wherever she goes. <laughs> and I said, but it's, I said, it's still, I said, our same wonderful, you know, lady. And I said, just with a new outfit. And, um, and I thought, you know, it's like, you know, I thought that it was very funny that I actually said that, you know, my niece is like, she's going, oh, now I get it. And my mom looked at me and she's going, you know what? She said, it would not be that bad at teaching catechism. Oh, funny. You know, and she kind of burst out, burst out laughing. You know, and it was just kind of like when my, my nephew asked me about the apostles. And it's like, well, I don't quite get it. And I said, I said, I said, sweetheart, I said, those were like his best friends. Those were his buddy, you know. And he's going, oh, okay. So he was hanging around with his buddies and spreading the gospel. You got it. And my mom is like shaking her head again, you know. So that's my <laughs> little side note on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, that's what our job is too, is to, is to make, you know, make our, the, our, our faith, um, understandable for all. So that's part of our yeah. mission. Yeah. You know, and relatable. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's like, um, I don't know, um, you know, like the, the, the necessarily like the age group, you know, that, um, that our listeners, you know, uh, that listen to the podcast are, but when I'm 56 and I remember, you know, being very young and I remember just kind of being instilled, you know, when they're talking about the fear of God, you know, it was like, like fear, you know, like, Oh, and, um, you know, as a matter of fact, I mean, I recall, you know, being very young and my grandmother saying, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, do be careful because God is watching, you know, and it's like, and if you eat your boogers, you know, it's like God is watching you and he'll, and so is everybody he'll else. punish you for that. <laughs> and you know what? It's like later on, I got to understand that um, it was, a, it was kind of like, um, and you know, it's all time bound, culture bound. Um, you know, kind of like what was happening and stuff up at the time, you know, but I think, you know, that a lot of it was just kind of like, okay, if I cannot get him to, to do, you know, what I want the kids to do, then of course, you know, God will come into the picture and they will be afraid of God and they will do whatever we want them to do. It was not until much later, um, you know, when I was no longer a child 
that I realized that God is anything but fear, you know, and that he has this like beautiful, wonderful, loving, you know, like relationship. And once I was able to, you know, get that fear, it's like, oh my God, you're punishing me because of eating my boogers or, what? you know, like whatever, you know, that I had done to fear of hurting him because I loved him so much. That's what I was about to say. It's like my, my idea of fear has changed now that I'm, you know, the age that I am, which is a fear of not being near him, a fear of, of not being allowed to be with God. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, that that's actually a real fear that I'm like, oh, I, I, I better get myself right because I, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to I don't want to be separated from that. Yeah, because it's like when you love God, you know, it's just or when you love like a person, whoever, boyfriend, husband, you know, children, whatever, um, or whoever, you know, it's like you never want to hurt them, you know, it, 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 and it's because you love them so much. And it's just like, my fear went from like, oh my God, you know, it's like, he's going to watch me eat my boogers to like, I don't want to hurt you. You know, it's like, I never want to do anything to hurt you because I love you so much, you know? So for me, that was, that was a major, major milestone in my, um, in my spiritual life. Yeah. I, and yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so I want to start talking about, um, yes, in that segue, um, I want to talk about the next day because this is one of my favorite days on the, on our Shaman. Um, not that that, that wasn't astounding, you know, that whole pilgrimage experience, but I gotta, I gotta remind you of a story. So the next day we were going, um, to an old house along the St. Lawrence. And when I got there, like, like Lizette, who was, was one of the women walking with us, she comes out and she meets me and she's like in a hushed tone. She's like, be very careful. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, be very careful. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. And and then so I took my shoes off and this woman greeted me at the door. She's like, don't touch the walls. And I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> I am a bull in a china shop. How am I not supposed to get my backpack upstairs and and it was like this list of things I wasn't supposed to do in the house. And I'm like, and I was, I, so I fled out to, she had this beautiful backyard that um, was along the banks of the St. Lawrence in this lush green grass. And I just laid there and took a nap. And then I went out and bought a lottery ticket and a beer and I won. And I know I wasn't going to talk about the lottery ticket, but it, it there's a point for me to, to talk about the lottery ticket. Um, and as we were sitting in the backyard drinking our beers and um, me winning my 20 bucks in the lottery, um, Sandy's ship came in. <laughs> Do you remember this? So, oh my God. so Sandy I stands, she starts, she's so excited. She's speaking in Spanish and she's like, Mira, Mira, Mira. And she's running down this lawn. And I'm like, what is going on? And there was this big cargo ship. And it was called the, and I have a picture of it. I'm looking at a picture of it. And it's called the U.S. or the S.S. Sandra, I believe. <laughs> and I, I'm like, look, Sandy, your ship came in. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we found out that, oh, it was the MB, MSC Sandra. It was a cargo yeah. ship. Anyway, 
so um we we found out the woman who was our hostess that night was one, the dietitian for the government of Quebec and um a, and a chef and she, oh my god she made us the most extraordinary meal and that's when i realized that our patron saint for that day was saint lawrence who is the patron saint he is the patron of cooks and of lottery or of yeah of lottery winners <laughs> and comedians but um yeah yeah and and what's funny is that like her neighbors were wondering who was the crazy woman like running down waving her arms you know like an albatross it's like my ship has come in <laughs> so actually you know that's one of my favorite memories is is you like us joking about that again saint lawrence the uh patron saint of comedians um making jokes about well the joke was certainly on me that day <laughs> i'm gonna have to put i'm gonna have to send this picture to to dom because um it needs to go in our show show notes this picture of you with your arm raised to, at the ship in the uh, in the river it's so funny <laughs> anyway so um that was so we're midway through and i tell you what my feet were getting worse and worse and worse to the to that like i don't think there were any better <laughs> like i just think they just continually gradually got worse my tendonitis got worse um the pilgrimage was astounding though like it like the pilgrimage got better but you know um at one point i, I have pictures of a blister on my toe that had like a lantern head on it like a face <laughs> and we're like a demon there was a demon in my foot that was fun but we had such such beautiful weather and we had um my saint nicholas day i had a, a saint nicholas theme day he was my patriot saint for that day and we and we met uh pierre noel santa claus <laughs> oh my god okay so so just you know just to kind of like let everybody know um this wonderful gentleman and his wife um you know they were just it was kind of like a rest you know and and uh and it's like if you see him you're going, he does exist. He literally is the living version of St. Nicholas. Yep. In fact, you know, he, I mean, yeah, he plays him. He is. His his email was like Pierre Noel at blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was extraordinary. I mean, seriously, he was so sweet, both him and his wife. You know, it's like they allowed us to, you know, like use their restroom and you know, we like sat down and, you know, talk with them and we had our, our pictures, you know, taken with them. And I mean, I'm a nut for Christmas. I really am. And I was, I literally was in absolute hot heaven. It was just like, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. That, yeah. That's one of my favorite stories too. It's like, you know, Santa Claus, um, because uh, St. Nicholas is the, there, and we were staying in a firehouse that night and we were four it what we'd call spinster women um so saint nicholas is the patron of um firefighters and spinster spinster women and i'm like oh yeah he can be our patron for the day and that was fun um but as i think the day after that we got rained like i've never been rained on in my life oh my god but, but this is one thing though you know about the people that uh undertake the chemin de Saint like um 
never expect that the weather is going to be, you know, pretty steady, you know, kind of like hot, warm, hot, you know, kind of thing. No, 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 no. When you're doing the shaman, it's like one day it will be 90 degrees, 100% humidity, you know, and you're going, it's like, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. I can't do this. <laughs> and then the next day, the next day, it will be freezing cold, freezing cold with rain that comes out at you from the sides. And every single drop feels like a, ne a needle, you know, pinching mm -hmm. your skin. Yeah, that was, that was the experience. Um, I, that reminds me, um, about the i thought i was gonna die the day before that because i had such bad heat exhaustion um and this this is one of my moments where i was i i was running a temperature i know this i was so hot i was like feverish and i was crying and i was staggering into the place that we're going to and i was crying and um because i was so i was so miserable and kind of out of it and um i staggered into a like a a convenience store and bought like a slurpee and a <laughs> a slushy a lime slushy that's my thing and a, a bottle of water and i walked out because i didn't want the uh, poor guy behind the register to watch me cry as i consumed my beverages and i walked out and i sat down at a picnic table and i just sat there and went <laughs> and and like sucked down some water and this old man looked at me he slowly got up and walked away from me <laughs> <laughs> you know in between in between all of this um, you know, from, from like the stages, um, you know, it's like we had encountered a couple of days of rain and, um, Deb and I, we actually stayed, um, at an old folk song and, um, obviously the what's new, they were there already way before I got there. And, um, and it, you know, and it was, it was kind of cold and on the way over there, um, you know, it's like there was this gentleman and I was admiring his garden. Well, next thing you know, I get invited in. I'm offered a glass of wine. He shows me the property, beautiful gardens and everything else. I got to keep, keep on going. You know, so that probably, I probably lost about an hour and a half right there. And then, you know, it's like we kind of keep on, on um, and, you know, keeping walking. Still raining, you know, and it's like I, I passed by this like incredible chocolate shop. And I'm like... I want one of everything, you know, and I keep on walking. And then there's uh, the church of um, St. Francis Xavier, which is kind of like a patron saint in our family. And uh, we love Jesuits. Um, and so, you know, it's like we're staying over at, um, uh, at the old folks home. They, you know, they, I, again, you know, Dev and everybody is all showered or clothes or clean and everything. Last one, I'm the last one, you know, but still, you know, it's like their feet are pretty bad. I am about as bad as I've ever been. Um, both my feet are in terrible shape. No blisters or anything like that, you know, but it was just like all the tendons. My knees are shot. I'm bandaging my feet. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's seriously ridiculous. And um, so, you know, so we go down, you know, and it's time for, you know, for dinner. And, you know, they have like a little room on the side, you know, where they have, uh, you know, like uh, the dining area, you know, for like the, the residents and, and their family so they can kind of spend time. And then the other residents are over on that side. 
But there was one particular gentleman who um, had a reputation for being very grouchy and just kind of like in a very bad mood, like all the time. And it's like, well, I'm going to go and talk with him. Now, he only speaks French, you know, and my French is pretty bad, you know. And I go in and I hold his hand, you know, and I, you know, smile and tell him, you know, how handsome he is. And he must have been about 90 or something, um, you know, like late 80s, early 90s and stuff. Well, next thing you know, the guy is eating and he's smiling and all that. And then one of the nurses comes in and is like, oh, he wants to see you. You know, and, you know, they kind of start teasing me and I'm like, okay, so what's up with this? You know, and the guy is like chasing me around, you know, <laughs> and you remember. And and then it's like everybody's going, ooh, Sandy has an El Marie, a Marie or something like that, you know, chasing me about like, a, Marie, a husband. Marie is a husband. Marie numero trois, number three. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, and I'm just kind of like, no, 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 no. And the nurses are going, oh, you know, it's like, he doesn't have any children. He's not married, blah, blah, blah. He's like really taken with you and all that. And I'm like, whoa, like back off here, people back off, you know? And, and, but the thing is, is like, you know what? It was so like amazing, you know, because it's like, I give him a hug, I give him a kiss. You know, I held his hand, he smiled, and I'm going, you know what? If I made his meal sweeter tonight, we're good. We're good. I'm 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 happy. I'm like totally brilliant, you know? And uh, and I and I was just kinda thinking, how like a little random act of kindness can really change somebody. You know, I mean he went from being a total grouch to just being a total sweetie, you know. I mean, I still would not have married him or anything, you know. But, but it, I mean, it was brilliant. And then the other, the other time, is that um, we were staying at, at this other um, old folks' home, and it was a beautiful, beautiful apartment, you know, that they had given stuff up to us. It was kind of like sweet, honestly. And um, they had these mugs, they had these cups. And, uh, and it was kind of to, I guess it was like to reflect the mood that you were in. And do you remember those? Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, I had asked, you know, like the owner, what the story was. He said, well, sometimes, you know, it's like the residents, you know, they don't really know how they're feeling. So they go out and they get to, you know, pick their mug and, you know, you know, that kind of like lets us know kind of like where we're at. So I figured, well, what the heck, you know, it's like, I'm I'm going to go and do my best imitation of the mug. So I took pictures of myself with every single mug. I, I thought my imitations were pretty good. Yeah, I I probably have those pictures. I just, I'm looking now. I'm trying to figure that out. Let's see if I have those pictures. I think, I think the one of like total surprise was the best one <laughs> with like the eyes wide open and stuff. And, you know, and again, it was hysterical. And then um, from there, uh, you know, we were kind of um, moving up to Three Rivers, which again, I, I, I'm not even going to volunteer on how to do it in French. Um, and holy mother of God, that rain was horrible. 
Well, actually, that Horrible. was going into Quebec City. That rain. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Because I remember we were just on the fringe of the city, and I, I went to a pizza place awesome pizza i tipped the woman a lot because i left a puddle not kidding you like four feet long and an inch deep from where i was sitting i was that wet so and then we took it we ended up taking a cab because i'm like we still had five more miles to walk and i'm like i'm done i'm 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 miserable i'm done and um yeah and so all of you purist pilgrims out there like you're not a true pilgrim unless you walk every single step yeah, y'all hush up now because there are times where it's like, yep, we're done. But, you know, the the, the thing about it is that um, I used to be like that, you know, and I'm very, very ashamed, you know, of, of that behavior, you know, like out in the past. Um, as I have gotten older and especially, you know, with what happened to me on the Shemin, you know, it was a very humbling experience, you know, because it was just like, you know what, Sandy? It's like, you're not as strong and you're not as tough as you think you are, you know, and you really need to pay attention, you know, to the things, you know, that like you're doing. And and the time, for example, when I had to take the cab, you know, and I had to um, get help and assistance, you know, it was like, it was very humbling because it just kind of reminded me of the times that um, I was, when I was younger. Uh, and I was critical of other pilgrims, um, we, you know, which is something that can happen in our everyday life, you know, that we can become very hypercritical, you know, of others. Um, it was it was a type of a situation where it was like God feeding me um, a dose of my own medicine. That is like, you know what, Sandy, arrogance. That's not good. It's. um we had a moment on our last Camino. Um, well, my with, so, you know, when you teach a sociology class, it's like we, you know, we, we sociology up the Camino. And, um, so we were having this talk about microaggressions and what's a microaggression. And, um, so the next day was out and we were in, we were in Saria or we were, we were, yeah, we were coming out of, you know, the last hundred kilometers and somebody had written on, um, one of the pilgrimage and I took a picture of it. I'm sure it's still there in marker. It says Jesus didn't walk from Saria or Saria or Sarah or whatever, however you pronounce that. And I'm like microaggression. And, you know, and I, and it, you know, we talked about it at length with my class, you know, it's like, are these people, are they getting the same thing? You know, what's it feel like to, to, you know, to know that, you know, you're better because you walked from such and such different distance and, you know, this person's better because they walked without, you know, the whole way without taking a cab and, and they carried the whole backpack and they didn't use luggage service and they didn't do this and they didn't do that, you know, and, and I'm like, does it make a difference? And, you know, it, it was an eye-opening experience about how we um, put people into different categories based off of experience and based off of status and it was a it was a great sociology lesson. Anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, you know it's um, you know the thing the thing though about going out and being on pilgrimage is that um, you get a dose of like life lessons, you know, and like I was saying earlier, you know, it's like they present themselves, you know, at the time in your life when you need to unpack them, and then you're like, whoa, okay. So this is where we're at, 
And, you know, it's like one of the things that uh, I don't know that we've talked about is that both you and I struggled financially, you know, during the entire shaman. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yep. And, and it was, <laughs> I mean, it really was a struggle, you know, because there were like sometimes, you know, they're like, we're going, it's like, holy bejesus, you know, it's like, how are we going to eat or how are we going to, you know, like, like keep on moving like forward. And, and we kept trusting God to provide it, to provide us with what we needed. And maybe we didn't get what we wanted, but we always got what we needed. Says the Rolling Stones. Anyway, um, I, I forgot to tell the story about, yes, I had a, a, a slight financial crisis while we were there. So my bank, um, changed owners while I was in Canada and they shut, they shut off my ATM card while I was in Canada and said, Oh, so I, so I couldn't get money out. And so I called them and I said, I'm in Canada. Oh, you you have to come back in and set up your new pin. And I'm like, I'm in Canada. <laughs> so I, there was a 24 hour period where I'm like, I have no money. All my money was in this account. And so I had to hurry up and like transfer because the bank screwed up and they admitted they screwed up. And um, they ended up transferring my money to a different account and that I did that. Uh, luckily, I had two bank accounts and and it worked out fine, but there was there was a moment where I was like, I'm going to be, I, I don't know how I'm going to finish this because I, I am broke. Like, I don't have a cent and any way to get money because, you know, it's different here. It's a foreign country, even though it's Canada. Anyway, that was, so that was, I've always had something weird like that happen to me on these trips where <laughs> I have absolutely no money and for some weird reason and it all ends up being okay so there's but the, the, the thing that was really interesting though is you know about like that financial part was that like if i was struggling you were able to help me and you covered me and then it's like you know it's like it's like if you were struggling i was able to be there and support you on that you know and it just kind of like you know it's all part of that that charity you know, that like we have, you know, um, as, as Catholics, you know, that is just kind of like, you know, it's like love your brother as you love yourself, you know, and, it, and, it, and it was, I thought that it was, um, a beautiful exercise in faith and in God and, um, that like together we're stronger. You know, we're stronger together. Um, we're going to change gears real quick because um, I want to want to wrap up our series um, and talk about the end. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about where the Chemin ended, which is outside of Quebec City in um, St. Anne de Beaupuis, which is the National Cathedral of Canada. It is gorgeous. Um, they had a. Oh, my God. Is it ever for I, I, I still I I wish we would have had more time there um we had a couple hours there and we had they had a pilgrim mass for us and they um took our backpacks and put them up at the altar and used incense and blessed our dirty underwear and it was awesome and um so it was awesome to be on the altar during mass and also to to be very honored i guess during mass and um mm -hmm. and you know what it was like 
when we, when, you know, when we got there, um, you know, I just want to mention, you know, that like right before we got up to St. Anne de Pray, um, we also went to, uh, the church of, um, uh, St. Teresa of <laughs> Yep. And for all of you, all of you that like listen to the podcast, Dev has a special relationship with St. <laughs> Therese. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's very loving and wonderful and amazing. And other times it can just be like, what's up? She and you I know? have probably a sibling relationship. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, yeah. And it's mostly my fault because I, I'm just like, I, I demand roses from her and, you know, she's not a, a rose factory. So. <laughs> and, um. You know, so it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting, and again, you know, it's like, you know, we met somebody, and again, the oil, you know, and uh, this woman was going to have heart surgery, and it was just like, oh my god, like she couldn't like believe it, right? I mean, at this point, when you know, when we were over there, I was going, I gotta go to the cardinal in Canada. I gotta turn this over, you know, because I mean, I was just like, I was still freaking out about it even though I had been giving the oil away. And, um, and you know, just for the record, it's like, I did not want to use it, you know, because I felt unworthy, you know, even though my, you know, the physical problems that I was having. And um, so anyway, when we were there, you know, it's like we got to venerate and kiss, you know, some of the relics well, of <laughs> Teresa of Lisieux. Can I, can, I, can I just interrupt absolutely, for a second? Absolutely. Because, again, it was another hot and horrible day. and um, so, like, we were, I think we were joking before I got there that I was going to have a showdown with St. Teresa, the little flower. And I, because I had a bone to pick with her. And um, so we got there and, like, this group of Filipino women showed up to, and they brought out a, a relic um, to venerate. And um, so I walked up there like everybody else and they were kissing it and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I looked at the, and I was one of the last ones. And I looked at the priest and I said, what is it? And it's like, it's a bone. And I, and I was like, <laughs> I couldn't even almost stop my laughter. I'm like, really? <laughs> so I, you know, I venerated it and I, I walked back and I, and I said, ha ha, very funny saying, you know, mother or er, St. Teresa, because you know, that's, you had a bone to pick with me. Ha ha. Uh huh. There it is. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very literal. No, not only, Go not ahead. only that, but the women that was going to have like the heart surgery and when I gave her the oil and all that. I mean, she was almost like in tears. And then the priest was there. And they have these like beautiful um, flowers, like artificial uh, roses. Yes. I you know, they like, they were, they were giving them to them. I'm not kidding you. But Deb and I, like we walked out with, I think like two dozen roses, you know, from there. And, um, you know, and it was just like, you know, we, we got the blessing. We got the whole nine yards. The priest was like, Blessing himself, you know, with the oil of, uh, you know, uh, St. Joseph, you know, um, bottled by Father Andre and, you know, like the woman and all that. And it was like, holy mother of God, you know, it's like, it was like totally incredible. And when we were out in Quebec, we were staying at this monastery with like the sisters. Yeah. That's an entirely different story. That's, but that's again. Mm -hmm. And the, you know the, what? That the, monastery the would have closed. Everywhere. That that monastery closed. You realize that, right? Or not the monastery? No. The the um the um where the sisters were. The sisters of charity in Quebec City. 
that was yeah. that somebody had purchased their building there in Quebec City, and it, it was their last oh. summer of being in Quebec City. Um, in that that building, it was a beautiful old hospital, and it's oh it's a God. total the shame. Chapel mm-hmm. was to die for. Mm-hmm. It was a total shame. Um, it's absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It was like incredible in Quebec. You know, it's just like for those that have not been up there. You know, that's where, um, for people that like circus and things like that, that's where Circus Soleil started. And they still, like on Mondays, for example, they still have like the practices of Circus Soleil, like up on the boardwalk. Um, it, the food in Quebec, my God, is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. I mean, Quebec is, Nothing short of magical. It real. I mean, it's amazing. And then uh, when we got to St. Anne de Bupre, um, you know, we were talking to the priests and all that, you know, they brought up like the backpacks and, you know, like the blessing, you know, and all that. And the um, the priest actually asked me where I was from, you know, Deb and I, where we were from. And I said, well, I'm from Arizona. And he said, um, he said, have you heard, he said, about the firefighters the firefighters that died in Arizona. And I said, no, I haven't. Because, you know, we don't really have like that much access. You know, it's like we're kind of, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just like on pilgrimage. And, um, you know, and that is, uh, I used to live up in Prescott, Arizona. And that's where the 19 hot shots, you know, um, that's when where, where they died, you know, with like the, 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 the fires. And I did not find out, you know, until much later, you know, when, when I got to, when I got to Quebec. Anyway, we're, we're done re- reminiscing about our Quebec memories. Um, they're still doing the Chemin de Sanctuaire. They are still doing, um, all of these pilgrimages. There are three pilgrimage routes in, um, that there's the one that's out of Ottawa, Ottawa to Montreal, Montreal to Quebec. And then there's one that starts on the coastal part of Newfoundland and walks to Quebec. And so they're still doing, and it should be open now if it's not already full because they, yeah, and it's, and they have the, what is it? The way of the navigators as well. Right. Well, and that's the one that starts at the ocean and walks inland. So, um, so if you're interested in that, that's, uh, they, they open up registration like January, February, and then, you know, they only take like four or five people a day. Um, for about a two month period and then it's done. So, because the- and, and, and for those people that are interested, um, their website is www.chemindessanctuai. R E S dot org. We highly recommend. Well, first you need reservations for this. You cannot just show up there and, and expect to be part of it. It's actually very, because, you know, unlike the Camino de Santiago, which, you know, it's kind of a come and go, as long as you have the pilgrimage, you know, credentials, you're fine. This is, there's not the infrastructure and there's not a, a way path that's um, clearly marked. So, so they, it's a little more, it has to be a little more organized and a little more regimented, um, because otherwise you'll be wandering around the streets of, you know, of Quebec city going 
feed me. Um, so you, <laughs> they want to make sure you're safe and that you get to where you're supposed to get and um, that you are staying in accommodations that don't cost you very much because they want to keep it um, low cost for pilgrims. And, uh, and, and, just to, and just to let every, everybody know, the pilgrimage is about 375 kilometers, which I believe is about 200 and something miles. Um, there are 18 stages. There's approximately, like the stages are, what, like 15 to 18 miles, you know, per day. And, you know, it's like the people that go, they go in groups of four, um, you know, and it's like the pilgrimage is available between June and July. And my, the last time that, um, you know, that I, I checked, um, in order to, for you to kind of get enrolled, this is just to get enrolled on it. It's, uh, $60. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, so if you're interested in that, another pilgrimage that's coming up and I'm, I want to do an episode on it. We might do one, like maybe the next one we do with, um, pilgrim life is, um, here in the United States, Wichita, Kansas, June first is the um the Pilsen pilgrimage, um, which is the Father Capon walk. It's a four day pilgrimage from Wichita to Pilsen, Kansas. Um hundred or so people walk it every year. It's getting bigger. It's an amazing walk. I did it two years ago. I'm I'm actually planning at this point to do it again. Um it's if you want to know about um sainthood in the united states and how it's progressing because we need more saints um this this he's he's up for sainthood and and they tell his story amazingly well through these four days um we you know what we'll we'll put that on our agenda for um an episode um, maybe our next episode maybe an episode later and um i know it's springtime and there's there's also there's also chimayo chimayo's coming up on easter Yep. Yeah, that's the one that is on Easter, and then there's another one. You know, there's a couple of other ones that are coming up. Um, you know, during uh, the, the the summer. Right. Um. But we we've been trying to do a Chimayo episode, and for whatever reason, uh, it just hasn't worked yet. And I'm hoping we'll break that, and we can tell you about Chimayo finally, because we're 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 dying to tell you about Chimayo because it's know, so I know, awesome. I know. Um, but every time we sit down to record Chamayo, something happens. So it's just a, no some, uh, you know, powers that be are kind of like, hmm, maybe not yet, but maybe, maybe it's time. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, we're going to, um, tell you that we do have a place to email and that's, um, pilgrim at sqpn.com. And you can talk to both me and Sandy that way. And it, if you have any questions or if you want us to explore a topic or or um, talk more about a specific place we've been or talk, you know, or, you know, you have some ideas, we'd love to hear them. Um, and uh, I don't know what else to to talk about at this point. So I guess that's right. And have a buen camino. Thank you, everyone.